Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Shauna Taylor Coleman. Hey, Vanessa Buckner. Hey, Roxy. I will stay here until you change me. Hey, Miss Dark and Sassy. <laughs> Don't want to go. Yeah, me too, Deshauna. Crushing wind. Hey, Crystal. Hey, come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. Come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. Good morning, good morning. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Do me a favor. Go share the video. Just put it on your timeline. Press it forward so somebody else can see it. My God, thank you, thank you. I will stay here until you change me. I need you, don't want to go, my God. Will you make that your testimony this morning? Until you change me, I need you, don't want to go. Stay here until you change me, I need you, don't want to go. I will stay here until you change me. I need you. My God, come like a Ah, oh, thank you, Auntie. <laughs> come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. Come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. Come like a rushing wind. Come like my God. I will stay here until you change me. I need 
don't want to go, my God. I will stay here until you change me. I need you. Don't want to go. Make that your truth today, that I'm going to stay right here, that I'm going to stay right in position, that I'm not going to get up off this altar. My God. Don't, can, can I tell you something? Don't, don't, don't make Not just this devotional. I, at church, in your own private time, make a decision today. You know what? I'm not coming back, back, back before God and not leave different. That's it. Like, that's it right there. Make the decision today. I'm not coming back before God and leaving the same. I'm not, I'm not going to just do church. I'm not just going to do the devotional. I'm not going to hang out with my friends. I'm not going to have prayer groups. I'm not going to have study time. And then I walk away and I'm exactly the same. That's not the kind of God. When we come encounter with God, when we are in his presence, when we are connected to him, there is no way we should be the same. Something should prick our heart to change. My God. Something should prick our heart. Some, something should open up in us. Something should desire more of him. Something inside of us ought to say, you know what? It's something more to God. It's something more to this relationship. So today be the day that you say, you know what? God, I'm... I'm, I'm over regular encounters with you. I'm over that. I'm over regular encounters. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do regular things. I'm not going to do normal things anymore. I'm over. I'm over. I'm over. I'm, I'm over being lukewarm. I'm over being complacent. I'm over being inconsistent. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. That's got to be your testimony today. Like that's got to be your testimony today that God, today I am making the decision. I don't, like I don't, can I tell you what's prideful is when we assume we don't, like I'm good. I, I can never, ever, ever, ever one day wake up and say that I'm good. As a matter of fact, the one thing I consistently pray and ask God with, and I consistently repent of, because I know it's the one slick thing amongst us as believers, is Lord, forgive me for my pride. Like, Lord, forgive me for my pride. Lord, forgive me for my pride. Forgive me for my pride. So it is even prideful if I feel like when I come into his presence, or I come before his word and I have the thought process and the idea that there's nothing that needs to change in me. There is forever something that needs to change in me. There is forever something that needs to be worked out. I, I'm, I, I, I cannot, I cannot, I, I cannot, like I cannot come before him and be like, I got it all together. I do not have it all together. I tell you that all the time when people are like, oh my gosh, you're so strong. No, my strength, my strength is actually in the fact that I'm weak. My strength is actually in the fact that I need him. My strength is actually in the fact that I've recognized that I cannot do absolutely anything without him so every time i come before i'm, I'm like this song <laughs> I, i'm gonna stay right here until you change me and then i need you to come in like 
a rushing wind. Like I need you to come in like a rushing wind. I need you to blow or one of the things that I personally pray over myself and pray over you guys, Lord, burn up the chaff in us. Burn anything in us, up in us that does not line up with your word. But don't let me come to you with this false fret sense like I got it all together. Don't let me come to you as if things in my life, that, that there aren't things that need to be worked out. Give me eyes to see, open the eyes of my understanding to the hope and who you call me to be in Christ Jesus. Give me revelation knowledge. Do not let me be wise in my own eyes. Let me shun the very presence of evil. My God, give me the wisdom that comes from above because I know that that wisdom looks different from my own wisdom. Open my eyes, Lord. Give me ears to here because the enemy you can be caught up in a snare you can be entangled in some stuff you don't even have any business being entangled in and not even recognize like not even recognize at all that the the enemy is um got you in a snap got you in a wilderness got you in a trap so every time we come before the lord and i'm not talking about in a false sense of humility because here's the thing this is how you know it's going to be true this I know for real. You can pray Ephesians 1, 15 and 21. We can skip over there real quick. Father, come in. Thank you. Holy Spirit, have your way. No devotional, no two devotionals will ever be the same because the Holy Spirit is all up in this. We can go to Ephesians 1 and we can pray this over ourselves every day. And I know for a fact, this is the one. I know this prayer is going to be answered if we really pray this prayer in truth. So if I go over here and I say, for this reason, Paul was praying to praying over the church of Ephesus because I've heard your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all God's people. I do not cease to give thanks for you remembering me in your prayers. I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father, now make it personal. Remember, we make the scripture personal. We don't treat the scripture as if it was. We treat the scripture as if God is speaking to us now. Lord, what are you saying to us now? And so let me say this. So we say, I'm praying, Lord, I'm praying that you grant me a spirit of wisdom, that you grant me a spirit of revelation, that you give me deep and personal insight into the true knowledge of who you are through your son, Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord God, that you open the eyes of my heart because the eyes of my heart are the center core of my being. Flood my light with the Holy Spirit. I talk to the Holy Spirit so much in the morning time. Lord, I'm like, Holy Spirit, I need more of you. Holy Spirit, I need more of you. Holy Spirit, come into this devotional. Holy Spirit, come into my conversations. Holy Spirit, come into my emails. Holy Spirit, come into my text messages. Holy Spirit, holy, I, I don't know. I need you to lead every conversation. I need you to lead every, lead every Holy Spirit, come into my coming to my finances. Holy Spirit, coming to give me a wisdom if I'm eating some things that I do not need to eat that um, will be harmful of me. Give me some, some wisdom in my finances if I'm spending or doing some things that you are not pleased with. And I know for a fact that, that if you pray this prayer in all sincerity and you pray this prayer, God is going to answer this prayer. Like this, God is going to be in answer prayer. And he says, so that I, you will know, I will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee and the confident expectation to which he has called me Lakeisha to the riches of his glorious inheritance of the saint. And so that I will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and unsurpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. 
right? And if you begin to pray that prayer, what you're saying to God is, I need more of you. Like, Lord, I need more of you. I don't need all of who all of me. Like, I don't need, no, Lord, come in, come into this place, come into this devotional. Let me slow myself down. Let me get quiet enough so I can hear you. Show, yeah, show me how. Show me how to have the right relationship with you. That's why David said, look, create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit in me, right? Because We'll take off in our day and our day will not even be divinely connected to God. We'll just be doing. How many of us really sit and submit our day? Just Let's just be real for a second. We submit our day to God. We get up in the morning. We're like, Lord, I'm going to submit my day to you. What would you have me do today? And then what if the Lord said to you, don't go to work today. Just spend time in my presence. Just spend time in my presence. Don't don't go to work today. Don't go to work today. Just spend time in my presence. Probably the majority of us will resist that. Oh, that's got to be the devil. That's got to be the devil. I'm not, I can't miss work, right? Well, at the moment that God asks you to, come on, Holy Spirit, at the moment that God asks you to do something and you start generating why you cannot do it, then that probably means that thing is your God. That probably means that thing supersedes God. Like that, that's what that probably means is that's the thing supersedes God, right? But when I'm asking God for more of him and I'm asking him to direct my steps and I'm asking him to lead me in my direction and I'm asking him for more of him, what if more of him includes you deviating from everything that you do normally? Everything that you, we are so patterned. We are so patterned. We are so consistent to us and not consistent. We, ne we don't spend enough time asking him. Like we don't spend enough time talking to him about our relationships, talking to him. about. He will invade and give you wisdom for it. Can I, can I tell y'all something? Because we always think about tangible blessings. Can I tell you people that are um, emailing me or people that are calling me, talking to me about how their marriages are getting restored? And just because of the word of God, people who are emailing, talking to me about about how um, their parent relationships are being restored. People who are calling me and messaging me and telling me how much their lives are being altered by the word of God, like by the word of God. Well, there comes a place, right? When we have to really make a decision um, of how far or how deep we're going to go in God. Like how deep. So when we sit here and say, you know, um, you know, come until you change me. When we sing the song and we sing it with all fluidness, but then when God begins to invade, I don't know why we went there, um, but God begins to invade our space and show us what more of him looks like. Then that's when we resist him. Remember Psalms 32, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside the still water. We're still learning God as the good shepherd, right? We're still learning God as the good shepherd at that place, in that position and that moment, right? Because obedience is the highest form of worship. 
obedience is the high you obeying god is the highest form of worship that is the greatest form of worship being being obedient to god obeying god like obeying god no matter what being god in six matthew 6 and 16 and 24 we'll start at the 23rd voice verse he says but jesus then turned to peter because jesus peter had said way too much right he was jesus was telling them he was leaving i don't know where someone started Jesus was 23 and two. So Jesus was telling them that, that he was leaving and Peter opened up his mouth too fast and said too much. And then Jesus comes back and says, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me for you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. My God, my God, my God. He said, you don't, he said, get behind me, right? He said, you don't have the things of God in mind. You have the things of men in mind. And when you have the things of men in mind, when we have an idol, when we have something that's before God, when it's ourselves, when it's our thoughts, when we think we provide for ourselves, as Matthew, Matthew 16 and 24, um, it says, he says, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone wants to come after me, right? We, we have to get beyond the point of just seeking God for his hand, seeking God for his acts and coming to know his ways. That is the only way we are going to walk into the full power of who and what he is and experience the fullness of what he is and i'm getting right back all this up in scripture now i understand why he gave me the scripture he gave me for today and he said then he told you if anyone want to come after me he's gonna have to decide deny himself and take up his cross and follow me right for whoever wants to save his life will lose it but whoever want whoever loses his life for my sake, we'll find it. And then the next part of that scripture, we use it all the time for money, but it's so much deeper than money. It says, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world yet loses his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? So at the place, and we start saying, what, like, can I tell you for real? Like when at the place when we really start saying, Lord, use me, Lord, I want to be in your perfect will. I need to reveal something to, to you today. When you ask God um, and you really want to be in um, God's perfect will, there will be things that you have to give up. <laughs> there will be things that you have to leave behind. There will be ways that you have to come out of. You cannot do God's perfect will and still be stuck in your own plan and in your own way. If you do, you're going to be cyclic. You're going to plateau. You're never going to come into the fullness of who you are. You're going to hit a roadblock. You're going to come this far and you won't advance. You will not reach the holy, holy of holies. You will not walk in step with God. Lord, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus name, you will not, you will, your prayers will plateau. Your spiritual life will plateau. Everything around you will kind of become in this law. There is, you're not, you're just not, <laughs> you're just not like you're not. And I'm, I'm telling you this, the reward um, the reward, um, is evident, right? <laughs> it's evident, but most of us say this, oh, I want to walk into my purpose. Lord, show me your purpose. Your purpose, baby, is going to cost you something. 
Your purpose, your perfect will of God, it's going to cost you some time. It's going to cost you, it's going to require some discipline. It's going to require an ear to the Lord. Um, when I am coaching, I look, listen for key clues. When people are telling me, the Lord told them, I think the Lord is not firm enough. I know that this is what the Lord said. It's going to cost you some people. When he told Abram, he said, get up. Get out your country. And he really told him not to take no one with him. He was like, leave your people behind. Well, he took a lot. I think that's why he and Lot had so much struggles. Because he really told him, he said, get up and go and leave everybody behind. Like, leave everybody behind. There is a level to obedience. There is a level to pursuing God. It is not about your comfortability. You don't know your purpose like God knows your purpose. You don't know the call on your life like God knows the call. You don't know the intricate details of everything that God has designed for you because he does not give it to us all at once. Because if he gave it to us all at once, then we wouldn't live by faith. Right? 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 You don't know that. So since you don't know, you have to trust the potter. You have to trust the master that's forming, shifting, and shaping you into his image. Remember, we go from glory to glory. We go from grace to grace. He develops us. He finishes us. He completes us. He finishes us to the end. And so at the point there is any resistance in us to laying down to the good shepherd, to walking in the fullness of who we call to be, there's probably an idol there somewhere. There's probably something there that I trust more in myself than I trust in God, right? And so and so there's a price to it. I'm just I'm just going to be honest. There's a price there's a price to obeying and, and, and I will be really real with us. Most of us abandon or abort our assignment or walk in a limited perspective of our assignment because we will not trust God at this capacity. Trust, we will not, we will not trust God at the capacity. We say we want his perfect will, but at the place that he pushes us beyond the borders in which we comfortable is where most of us give up and die and return to our ordinary lives. We return to our ordinary lives because if his glory is going to be revealed and it's going to be done for him, it is not, we're going to be so hidden in him that it's never going to be about you. It's never going to be about your finances. It's never going to be about your business. It's never going to be about your clients. It's never going to be about your sleep. It's not going to be about your rest. It's not going to be about what you eat. It's not going to be about what you wear because you're going to be seeking the kingdom first. <laughs> and all that other stuff is just going to be added up to you. It's going to be added unto you because you're, you're so kingdom minded. You're so kingdom minded that you lose yourself in him, that you, that you're the living vessel that every day you're emptying yourself out. You're pouring yourself out. And it's like, God, what is our agenda for today? What are you calling us in today? What do you, what do you, what do you want? What do you want to do today? Where do you want me to go today? Who do you need me to sow in today? These are not your my finances, right? Because I, I keep saying, I want to be a kingdom financer. These are not your fine, my finances, Lord. Show me how, when I pray over my money, when I get paid, show me what to pay, show me how to pay it, show me where to sow. 
I pray at the beginning of every year, what ministries do you want me to partner with? Lord, listen, because this don't belong, to, this is just money. You can make money. You you own a thousand cattle on the hill. You are, you, you the print, you the printing press. You can make money. This is not my money. So show me what you want me to do with your money. Where does this want me to go? Show me what you want me to do with your car. This is your car. Where do you want your car to go today, right? What what do you want me to say today? What do you want me to wear today? What do you want me to, I want to be in your perfect will for my life. And as you begin to communicate with them, it'll, it'll look like a life. And I'm not just saying, saying it, submit it to him. And I'm not saying it from a spooky way, but saying, Lord, I regard your wisdom because I understand that there is a reward to your wisdom over anything else, <laughs> like over anything else. I know that there is a, so when we start saying, Lord, let your perfect will, oh, I want to pursue my purpose. Oh, God, come, there's going to be a sacrifice. There's going to be a sacrifice. There's going to be something you have to give up. Jesus said to him, he says, truly, I tell you, if you leave, you're going to have to lay your life down. My God. And most of us, realistically, we've given him pieces. Can we just be real this morning? Can we just talk this morning? We give him, we get, I, if you've never read my book, The Launch, you can go to the website, you can order a copy, you can go to Kindle, you can download a copy, right? Um, I, I, three times, three times, God called me into ministry full time. Three times, God asked me to come into ministry full time. Can I be real with y'all? It was not until the last time in which after my husband had died, and after I was really in a destitute place where there was nothing less that left, that I walked into the ministry the full time, that I walked away from everything that I thought I needed, that I thought was necessary. Everything that I was holding on to, everything, all of the foundation had been shaken away from me. In realistic, it was not until that moment that there was nothing less. So, so when people ask me, they're like, how did you get this obedient? And I'm like, I didn't have anything left but to obey him. I didn't have anything left but to trust him. I didn't have anything left but to honor him. I didn't have, and, and we shouldn't even get to the point of, I don't have anything left. We should be at a place to honor and obey him because he is God, because of the fear of the Lord, because of the way that that you love him because I wasn't really seeking his face to discern what he was saying to me. It is crystal. It's part of the maturation process. And so in the third time when I heard him clearly because my life was more submitted because I was spending more time in his presence and his face. That's why that there's a difference to the hearing side of God because I was learning to, to hear from him. I had already chronologically laid my life out. I was a college professor for 12 years. I, um, 90 hours to a PhD, all but dissertation, about to finish this PhD up. When my husband got sick, I had to lay the PhD down, which I have absolutely no regrets. But in my head, I thought of all these different things. These are the different things I'm going to do. This is the different way. This is the different way I'm going to go. I had a perfect plan in my life. But then I began to pray differently and I began to seek God differently. And I was like, God, I want to be in your perfect will. And at the point in the place, when I begin to speak like that, God began to say, you want to be in my, I like God gangster. See, he knows how to deal with me. He said, you want to be in my perfect will? Good. Do me a favor. I need you to let go of your teaching assignment. This, this, that daddy, this, 
I got kids, right? I got kids. I, I, I lost income after my husband died. Are we already in the negative? You're telling me to walk away from the thing that's sustaining my household, right? I don't know who needed to hear this, but you needed this. Today. You're telling me to walk away from the thing that's sustaining my household. This is what you're saying to me. Walk away. You're telling me to walk away from my insurance. You're telling me to walk away from my paychecks. This is what you're saying to me. And he said, if you're gonna, if you're gonna really do this, this this time if you're really gonna walk in me if you really want to see yourself walk in the fullness of who I am Lakeisha I'm asking you to give this up I'm asking you to give this up and to follow me will you do this will you follow me at this level yes Meredith will you trust me Will you trust me? Will you follow me at this level? He had already asked me two other times and I modified it and I fixed it up to fit me. I fixed it up to feel comfortable. The other two times he had asked me, I was waiting on other people to confirm it when he had already confirmed and said absolutely everything he needed to say. And I heard him. I heard him clearly. And so in my head, I'm going to try to fix it up again. Okay, well, when do you... But before I tried to fix it up, this time I simply asked him, when? And he said, now, you need to go turn in your notice on Wednesday. This was a Monday. I wrote, I, I texted my, my chair and I said, I need to talk to you. Mind you, I have stellar accolades, stellar awards, high rates. All this other great things, great performance. So when I walk into my chair's office and I hand him my letter of recognition, resignation, his eyes get big. And he's like, I did not think that's what you needed to talk about, right? Can I just show you the confirmation of the Lord? Can you just listen to the Lord talk to you this morning about your faith? So, and, and I'm going to give you the scriptures. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so when I, when, I, when I get, when I get, we get through, we get fine. I hand him the letter. After I hand him the letter, we talk. I'm ending June 30th, yada, yada, yada. Boom, boom, boom. We get into all this conversation, right? Well, a couple days later, he comes back by. He says, Lakeisha, I had a dream about you. And I said, you did? I said, tell me about the dream. Well, he begins to describe the dream. And when he begins to describe the dream, it's the same thing Judah had. Both of the dreams contain me being on a platform speaking to the masses. Both of the dreams, both of the dreams... Both of the parallels, some of the words they used were very exacting. And I really never asked God for confirmation, but he brought me confirmation through them to through other dreams. But I had to deal with my trust issues. I had trust issues. I had, can I be real? I had trust issues. I trusted God. The, and I can, the, hold on. Let me give you a little bit more so it helps solidify you. And I had, I had, I accepted my call in the ministry in 2001. I preached my first sermon in 2001. That's, I need to be real clear on this. I had my papers. I've ha I had papers way, way back then, but I had
had so many trust issues for ministry. I had so many, I had so many trust issues and so many problems that were leaving my perspective. I really did not trust God with my whole life. I only trusted God with a part of my life. I only trusted God with a piece of my life, right? And here he was, I'm a Lord, come like a rushing wind, come like never before. Um, I'm going to stay here till you change me. I'm going to stay here, Lord. I'm going to stay here till you change me. Lord, I want, to, I want you to fulfill my purpose. I want you to bless me. I want you to make the kingdom entrepreneur. I want you to do all this other stuff. And then he asked me, I need you to give me, I need to give you to give this up for me. I need you to give this. I need you to walk away from the thing that was defining me, from the thing that I was becoming known from. For, I had a student contact me the other day and said, are you still teaching? You were one of my best teachers in the world. From the thing that had defined me. From the thing, so, so, so I had trust, I had trust issues. But it was in this moment that I began to recognize that if I was ever going to do it, and when I say do it, whatever God really called you to do, if I was ever going to really walk into the fullness of who God was saying I am, I don't care if he's calling you into medicine. I don't care if he's calling you. Let me say this. Ministry to meet a need does not look the same for us all. Some of us are called to corporate America. Some of us are called to government. Some of us are called to be entrepreneurs. Some of us are called to real estate. Some of us are called to nursing. Whatever it is he's calling you into, whatever he is, whatever it is he's said about you, whatever it is he's saying to you, right? Whatever mountain, your mountain of influence that he's calling you into, there is a, a divine direct path for it. If you really, truly, 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 truly want the Lord to be your shepherd. If you really, like if you really, really, that's good, Larie. Larie said on Instagram, we trust until we have to sacrifice. My God, there's a word of deliverance and a word of freedom. We trust until we have to sacrifice. We trust God until he pulls us into the unfamiliar. We trust God. As soon as he asks us to come beyond our comfort zone, that is when we quench up. Mind you again, remember, we get in a place and we get in a position and we stay, we stay in comfort. And when you stay in comfort, you're going to plateau. You're going to go around in circle. You will never get beyond the scope of capacity. You will never reach the full potential of what God says or what the great I am. Let me give you these scriptures. Let me give you a few scriptures. So now it makes all of this makes sense. Still learning God is the good shepherd. Right, still learning how God is with us. I had something else I wanted to talk to you guys about fasting, and it all kind of goes together. But I want to give you this this is Proverbs 3 5 and 6. I'm going to give it to you from several different versions, right? And then I will tell you at the end of this if you're trying to get clarity of what God is asking out of you, then I suggest you fast because fasting will bring you clarity. I'm not talking about all this intermittent fasting, y'all doing it for dying. I'm talking about a fast unto the Father, which leads you into a direction to walk in the fullness of who you are. Fullness of who you are. So let's go to Proverbs 3. Let's skip over here. We're going to go to the third verse. It says, do not, and this whole chapter is the reward for wisdom. That's what this whole chapter is about. Your reward for wisdom. You're going to get rewarded when you walk in the wisdom of God. So, right, when God started dealing with me about leaving and walking into ministry full time, this was the scripture he gave me to hold on to, Mark 10 and 29. He said, truly, I tell you, Lakeisha, this was Jesus talking, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the gospel will fail to receive a hundredfold in this present age. 
People tell you, oh, you're going to get rewarded in heaven. Jesus said in this present age. So nobody, you're going to receive the reward in this present age. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and fields along with persecutions and in the age to come. Nobody who leaves for me is not going to take care of, be taken care of. Nobody who submits themselves to me is not going to not be taken care of. That is not how I function. I don't function like that. Nobody who does, if you submit to me, if you make a decision, I'm all for God. It's all God or nothing. It got nothing to do with what you bless me. I'm sold out. I'm a sellout for you. If you make a decision to do that, God has to take care of you. That's part of the agreement. It's all through the Bible. So we get here. It says, he's talking to them. I'm going to go back in first verse. My son, do not forget my teaching. Let your heart keep my commandments for the length of days and years of life worth living and tranquility and prosperity, the wholeness of life's blessings. They will add to you. When I walk in the wisdom of the Lord, when I walk in the fear of the Lord, when I walk in the plan of the Lord, then the guarantee according to the word is wholeness of life's blessings will be added unto me as I seek you first, the kingdom of heaven. Next part, third verse, do not let mercy and kindness and truth leave you right? Do not let mercy and kindness and truth. So when we say truth, we're not talking about a truth. There is a difference between a and the, <laughs> I said, you got to get that in your head. There is a difference between a and the, a is indefinite. The is definite. So you need to walk in the truth, not in a truth. A truth can be defined by all kinds of circumstances. A truth can be defined by our broken culture. A truth can be defined by um, things that we hope for that may not be best at the time. So when we're looking at this, he says, do not let mercy and kindness and truth leave you. We are talking about the truth, not a truth. The truth, the truth that only comes from the king of kings. The truth that only comes from wisdom above, not your truth, not a truth, not a made up truth, not a false truth, but the truth, the defined truth, the definite truth that only comes from above. So it says instead, and this is a part I love. It says kindness and truth leave you mercy and kindness. When we are walking in the fullness of what God called us to be, it should include mercy and kindness. We should be receiving mercy and kindness and we should be giving mercy and kindness. And then this is what I love. I'm reading out of the amplified part of the Bible. It said, instead, let these qualities define you. When we use the word define, define means to set the meaning of. So if I am submitted to God, then he sets the meaning of Lakeisha. He sets the meaning of Almisha. He sets the meaning of Nisi. He sets the meaning of Meredith. Has God set the meaning of you? When God defines you, you're not defined by titles. You're not defined by people. You're not defined by what you're wearing. You're not defined by what you're driving. You are defined as being Christ. You are defined as being a Christian. You are defined by being Christ. When I am defined by him, right? He sets the meaning of who I am. He sets the meaning of who I am, but we got to give him permission to set the meaning of who we are because most of us have been walking according to our own definitions of who we say are. We got a little bit of division. 
Little bit of a vision. Little, little bit, little bit of the vision. Know the Lord called us into whatever it is, teaching, medicine, banking, whatever. We got a little bit of the vision, but we don't seek him for the fullness of the vision. Seek him for how he wants to lead us. And so when we got a little bit of the vision, we let a little bit of the vision define us. So then this is the next part. It says, bind them securely around your neck. I'm not going to be able to teach all this today. I already know it. Bind them securely around your neck. Bind mercy, kindness, and the truth around your neck. Let that be the guiding force. Remember the scripture where Jesus says, um, yoke, yoke with me. That's what he's saying. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Usually when we are the yoke, the lead oxen, then we try to operate in our strength. The lead, you have to know the difference between the oxens, right? The oxen, the yoke binds, right? The lead oxen to the lesser oxen that's still developing, right? So when Jesus says, no, yoke up with me, find your strength in me. My God, there's so much power in that. Find your strength in me. Tie yourself together with me because if you tie yourself together with me, then what's going to happen for you will be more smooth, so if I bind the truth around my neck, the word of God, and let that to be the quality that finds me, that I understand my righteousness, that I understand my favor, that I understand who I am in Christ, right? That's what's going to put me in the perfect will. It says, then write them on the tablet of your heart. Can we go there? Can we go there? Write them on the tablet of your heart. Skip over to Col Colossians 3, 9 and 12 for me. It says, do not lie to each other. Anybody told a lie lately? And the monkey ever small, white lie, white lie, little bit of lie. It says, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self. So can I tell you something? If you are, can I just be real? People are like, everybody lie. No, everybody don't lie. Lying is a choice. Lying, lying is a choice. Lying is a decision that we make. I make the decision to lie. I make the decision. Anybody told a lie? You ain't got to tell up on yourself. Anybody told a lie lately? If you are still telling lies, then you are still, it's a sign that you are still in your old self. It is a sign that your nature is not being submitted to God, especially as adults who do not like for their kids to lie. Who, who will beat their kids down if they catch their kids in a lie. Did you lie to me? Well, go, well, go. I hate to, I hate to be lied to, right? Any kind of lie, a bent lie, lying about when you're going to pay a bill, when you know you ain't going to pay a bill. It's just evidence. I'm just being real that we are not submitted to Christ. It says, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of the creator. He here, there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all. But Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion. Here we go again. Kindness. Here we go again. Humility. Here we go again. Gentleness and patience. When we are walking in the wilderness, the wisdom of the Lord comes with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So if God is calling you into your purpose, he has equipped you. So when he says, write the tab these, them on the tablet, he's telling you to write the words, right? Like write the words on your heart. So four, so find favor and high 
esteem in the sight of God and man. Scoop up, skip over to Luke 2 and 52. It says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. If Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man, who else is supposed to grow in wisdom, stature and favor with God and man? Well, how do I grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man? By keeping the words of God in my heart, letting God define me, letting God pull me into purpose, letting God reveal to me who I am, letting the the word of God define me, define my qualities because he is my maker. He is the potter. I am just the clay. <laughs> Come on, Mary, same thing, same, same thing. Trust in the Lord. It's the next part. Trust in the Lord. Rely confidently, right? In the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own, right? Here's something I'm going to give you the last part of this. An insight or an understanding. I want to give you some work. If we're going to trust in the Lord, if we're going to know, acknowledge and recognize him. That's what it means to trust in the Lord. Know, acknowledge and recognize him. Let me give you these last definitions and we're going to go. When we know God, when we know, acknowledge and recognize him is when we trust. When we know we have a divine understanding of who he is and what he says and who we are. That's to know. Know is intimate. It's to recognize. It's to be the same with. It's to be um, equipped with. It's to be having experience. That's the know. If we acknowledge, that's the next part, when we trust in the Lord. We're knowing him, we're acknowledging him, and we're recognizing him. So if I acknowledge him, then I recognize that God has the rights and the authority and, the, and determines my status. God has the rights and the authority, not me. God has the rights and authority to me. He, I'm, I'm copyrighted by God. I'm not copyrighted by Lakeisha. And then if I recognize him, because that's what it means when I trust him. Trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not into my own understanding. All my ways, I acknowledge him and he's going to direct my path. Well, what that means is I know, I acknowledge him. And I recognize and recognize means that I admit that God is sovereign. So even when God asks me to do things that I don't understand, I will yield to God. I will trust God because I know without a doubt that God is sovereign and he is not Psalms 23 and two. He makes me lie down in green pastures. If he's telling me to lay down in this season, if he's telling me to go in this season, if he's stretching me in this season, I've recognized that God has the remember Go back to the note. He's got the copyright, right? He's got the title deed. He owns me. And then when I submit to him, I submit to the fear and the reverence of who he is and that he knows and has the best plan for my life. That's it. That's it. That That's it. That's it. That's how I trust him. That's how I walk it out. That's how I walk into the fullness of who he called me to be. And if I, and I would just, I'm just going to tell you, if you don't know who God is, where God is leading you, or there are some things that you're real struggling with, then I'm going to tell you, I would begin a fast. I would begin to pull away from something. Let the Lord lead you in the fast. Ask God more questions about how to fast. 
I can put, I'm going to submit, I'm going to put some stuff on the board about how to fast, but I will begin to fast and ask God to give me more of him so that I can begin and fast correctly, not fast and wait on the Lord to give me the next level of wisdoms, wisdom and instruction so that I could walk into the fullness of who he called me to be. I hope that blessed y'all today. I felt the release after that. I hope that imparted a level of wisdom in you for you to understand and begin to recognize that you are not your own. If you're really going to do this, if you're really going to sell out to Christ, if you're not just going to be saying, oh, I'm a Christian and go to church, but you really want to see God's hand, you really want to walk in his power, you really want to walk in the fullness, you want all your businesses, you want God's to lead everything you're doing. You want him to take over your business. You want him to take over your ministry. If you really, really want God's perfect will for your life, then one, acknowledge that whether or not you got trust issues. Two, you're going to have to learn how to obey him at all costs. Three, you're going to have to keep that word in your heart, on your mouth. Uh, you're going you're gonna to have to come out of some things. And if you'll do it, I promise you got to do something unique for me. Hey, if this blessed you, do me, do me a favor. Share this video. Put it in someone's hands. My God, I, I know when there's um, a breaking on a video, it will deliver somebody. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's your first step. That's your first step to acknowledge that you need Jesus, to acknowledge that you need Jesus. My God, I need Jesus. That's the first thing you do because I cannot walk the things that I walked out without accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And it comes simply with a repent. Father God, please forgive me for my sins. I acknowledge you that you died on the cross for my sins. I want you to come into my life and take over my heart. I need you to be Lord and Savior. When you do that, when you pray that prayer, then he's going to do the rest. And if you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. I would love to send you some materials. I would love to disciple you. I got one more petition. <laughs> I got one more thing I'm going to ask of you. Will you consider partnering with this ministry? Will you consider becoming a partner. If God pricks your heart, if you feel it, if and only if the Lord says, go give to LMJ Ministries, go give to LMJ Ministries, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, click the button, give your donation there, cash app us, dollar sign LMJ Ministry. Make sure you put your email in the cash app so that we can keep up with your donations and you can go find out all the ways we, what we do with our money. We are a very transparent ministry. I love y'all so much. Can I bless y'all before we go? Can I bless y'all? Hey, if if at 12, we're doing if at 12. Father God, I cover each and every person on this devotional in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, and drive out every force of darkness. We seal this day in the word. We seal this word in the blood. We thank you, Father God. We will not lean into our own understanding that we will trust you with our very lives. So in the name of Jesus, we drive out our trust issues. We drive out complacency. We drive out fear right now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we just open ourselves up and ask for more of you. We need you to invade our lives. We need you to settle here. Now, Father God, bless the giving of your people. Let more fruit abound to their account. Blow their mind. Blow. I okay, I asked the Holy Spirit, can I tell you? Can I tell y'all I've been praying for y'all to God just to disrupt your day and do something for you that leaves you in awe? Like I've been praying that intensely for you. Daddy God, I believe you. I believe I want you to wipe out coronavirus. I want you to show a miracle there. Miracle signs and wonders are supposed to follow us. I need a testimony of God. I need some more testimonies. I want us to be able to testify to the goodness of Jesus. Lord, I need you to knock their socks off. Blow their mind. Bless them beyond the capacity of anything they ever imagined. My God, do it for him, Daddy God. In Jesus' name, by faith. 
Amen. Receive that by faith. See you guys back here Monday morning, 5 a.m. <laughs> love, peace, and blessings. Do me a favor. Go be loved to someone today. Let someone else experience the love of God in you. I thank God for you. I'm so blessed by you. The rest of you, I will see you at 12 noon for our 30-minute devotional. I love you so much. But more than anything, God loves you. Remember, we are a community of believers going in grace in Jesus. I love y'all so much. Love. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to Lakeisha M. Johnson dot com today.